0: Hello, and welcome back to Biden Our Time. On today's episode, we're doing things a little bit different. In past episodes, you've heard me ask the questions, record the answers, and even heard a story about the impacts of the subject of this podcast. But today, we're changing that up. This episode, me and another new special guest are going to be telling the story of the creation of democracy and the difference between a law and an executive order. I chose this direction for the podcast because so many people mention the documents of our country, but literally have no idea how we got them. The same goes for executive orders versus a law. I had a conversation with my very political mother the other day while she rambled on about how law-abiding an executive order was, but little did she know how well-informed I was from preparing for this episode, so I got to explain all the differences for her. For the fun learning adventure of today's podcast, we're doing this radio drama style. Radio drama podcasts tell the story of an event with fun sound effects and quirky scripts, so sit back get comfortable, and hear my special guest Hannah Taylor and I explain how we became the democracy that we are today. To make this story a little bit easier to understand, the setting of this story is two girls that went out for lunch in a diner. OMG
1: girl, I'm so excited. I just got my tax return and my stimulus check from the government.
0: Wow, that's so cool. I didn't get a stimulus, but I did get a really good tax return. Well, at least you got that much. The government system is set up
1: so weird. Have you seen the new laws and executive orders that have went out over the past couple of years?
0: They're so crazy. Yeah, I have an I don't agree with all of them, but I mean, hey, we gotta follow the law. But it's so stupid. Like, the president can
1: just make anything a law, and then so many people have no say in it.
0: Well, that's not absolutely true. What do you mean? Well, do you know the story about how we became a government we are now? I know some,
1: like writing the Declaration and stuff, but I thought we just became a democracy
0: after some time. There was a ton more that happened before we became a democracy, and then there's a pretty big difference between an executive order and a law. Let me take you back to when we became a democracy and explain it all to you. We're back in 1774, the first time that the Continental Congress met. Um, what's the Continental Congress? Well, before we were the United States, we were ruled by the Parliament and King of Great Britain. We weren't actually a country at all at this point, and we were actually just colonies of the British Empire. The people were tired of the actions of the King and decided to meet as a Continental Congress. The First Continental Congress was meeting in response to the Coercive Acts. It was a series of measures imposed by the British government on the colonies because of the resistance to the new taxes they had implemented. This group was comprised of delegates from the colonies, aka people that came to represent the colony they were in and what the colony wanted. Kind of like a
1: mayor of a town representing what they think is best for the town that they're in? Exactly.
0: So what happened after that? So they had another Continental Congress the next year in 1775, after the American Revolutionary War had begun after spending all the time in the continental congress meetings talking about the problems that they were having the members took a huge leap and wrote and declared the declaration of independence oh i remember that so after that were we a democracy no we have a little bit to go before we see the first signs and creation of democracy let's hop over to 1777 when we wrote the articles of confederation (laughs)
1: So, after we wrote the Declaration of Independence, we wrote another document called the Articles
0: of Confederation. What's that? Well, the Articles of Confederation is the first national constitution. It had its problems, of course, but it was the first document to lay out the way that our country would be governed. After writing an approval of the AOC by the Continental Congress, the group that we talked about before, the document was ratified by the original 13 states. So, when all of this is happening, we were completely independent and just learning how to run? Well, we were acting as an independent body, but in all reality, the Revolutionary War was still going on. We were fighting for our independence from Britain still, but after the signing of the Treaty of Paris, Britain finally recognized us as an independent government.
1: So, we fought wars and had meetings,
0: all just so we could become free? Yeah. Yeah. And after all of this that we'd already gone through, we STILL had to form the documents that we have today. After the war was over, the first Constitutional Convention met in private so that they could write the Constitution. Well, why did they need to write and work in private? Well, the members of the Constitutional Convention wanted to create a full draft of the Constitution so that people wouldn't be fighting about what was in the document. They wanted to have a pretty solid rough draft before so that once they were done, they could present the work and then make revisions as the state saw fit. So what happened once they finished the document? Well, once they finished the Constitution, there was debate over it and some final changes made and then each state moved forward to ratify the document and accept it as law. So they laid out all the rules that we needed and then George Washington became our first president, right? Yeah. He became our first president in 1789 and actually stayed our president until 1797. He's the reason that we are the democracy that we are today. After living under a dictatorship with the king, Washington finished his presidential term and stepped down, marking one of the first peaceful transfers of power in American history and cementing the country's status as a stable democratic state. Now let's go back to the topic at hand now that we know how we became a democracy. So, before all of this, we were talking about the president's roles in law and executive orders. Yeah, I understand that we have rules
1: and regulations because you explained the Constitution and Declaration of Independence to me,
0: but can't the president make laws because he runs our country? No, when the founders of our countries were creating the documents I explained, they laid out three branches of government, the executive, legislative, and judicial. The founders knew that the king had all the power and ruled everything and saw how badly that turned out. So they put the three branches in place so that each branch can have some power and so each branch can check to make sure none of them are abusing power. The president actually isn't the one who writes the laws. It's the legislative branch.
1: So then what's an executive order? I thought that was just the president writing a law and passing it.
0: Well, there's a lot more to an executive order and laws than that. An executive order is a type of written instruction that presidents use to work their will through the executive branch of government. The president got the power to create executive orders by looking at Article 2 in the Constitution. What does Article 2 say? Article 2 of the Constitution states that as head of the executive branch and commander-in-chief of the armed forces, the president shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. So if they can't write laws and an executive order isn't a law, then how does that apply to an executive order? Executive orders instruct the government how to work within the parameters already set by Congress and the Constitution. So a president can use executive orders to say how he or she wants things to go, and then it can lead officials creating legislation that goes through the process to become a law. So they use Article Two to help push the need for a law so that they are taking care that the laws be faithfully executed.
1: Oh wow, that must have taken some time to
0: connect together. So when did the first executive order happen? It actually happened in 1862 by Abraham Lincoln. It was 74 years between the establishment of the Constitution and the first executive order. So you're right, it was a long time. So is there rules in place if an executive order is trying to be a law? Of course. Since a president can't make a law by themselves, some will try and be sneaky and create a law through an executive order. But if someone notices that it's not just an idea of a direction that the president wants the country to go, then they can challenge it. Well, who decides what is and isn't an executive order? So, like I said before, we have three branches of government. The executive, legislative, and judicial. These three branches have checks and balances, which is the process of making sure each branch doesn't get too much power. The judicial branch evaluates laws and contains the Supreme Court and other lower courts. The Supreme Court or lower federal courts can nullify or cancel an executive order if they determine it is unconstitutional. At the same time, the legislative branch can do something too. The legislative is the branch that carries out and creates laws through the House of Representatives and Congress. So Congress can revoke an executive order by passing new legislation that goes against it. So with these processes, nobody gets enough power to cause harm to the people of the United States? Yeah, exactly. They were put in place so if something was unconstitutional, the other branches have a way to change that.
1: Wow, well I'm really glad that they did that. (laughs) Me too. So the president can make sure they can push their ideas, but the other branches make sure that nothing is put in place that's unconstitutional. Exactly. Okay, so I guess I was wrong about the president being able to make laws.
0: We do have a pretty solid government process. Yeah, everything has a process to go through before it can become a law, and each government branch has an equal amount of power, so the power isn't abused by one group.
1: Well, now that we've had that whole history lesson,
0: let's go to the mall because we still have this government money we can spend. Oh my gosh, yes girl, I've been needing some new clothes. In today's podcast, you heard Hannah and I go over the democracy we are now, and the difference between an executive order and a law. But honestly, you also heard a sneak peek into where all of our stimulus and tax returns went. But for a quick summary, our democracy came from meetings, rebellion, war, and allegiance between peoples. Once we created the Constitution and Declaration of Independence, we were able to take parts of these documents to create things like executive orders. In case you are still confused, after the three executive order podcasts, an executive order is a direction that the president wants the country to go, while a law is a rule that citizens of a country have to follow to maintain order. On our next podcast, we're going to be taking another journey investigating something you're going to want to know about, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Biden Our Time in today's episode you heard background noise behind the story a transition between the intro and outro of the entire podcast and a whoosh transition between sections of the podcast in chronological order for the background noise the first background noise is dinner interior amos by clang fabric. This sound is available under a Creative Commons Zero license. The second background sound is cotor seven 6, by ok underscore run. This sound is available under a Creative Commons Attribution license. These sound effects can be found at freemusicarchive.org. The music between the intro and outro is Golden Rule by Derek Clegg. This music can be found under a Creative Commons license at creativecommons.org. The whoosh sound in between sections in the podcast is Glissando Tremolo Vibes by Roden Coyle. This sound is available under the Creative Commons Zero license and can be found at freemusicarchive.org.